We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Danny and Dusty. It's not your problem, Doc. You don't have to mix up in this. That is a hell of a thing for you to say to me. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. Go ahead. Go ahead, skin it. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. I'm your huckleberry. The Fan. Hour number three here on a Tuesday afternoon on Danny and Dusty. Yeah! And even though the NFL season's over, well, the NFL season's back on again because it's franchise tag season. It is. And I don't know how, what to make of the franchise tag season because it always seems like there's one or two guys that get it that you're like, that doesn't make sense. That's a little interesting. But this year in the NFL, it, there's a lot of slam dunks and a lot of questions where you go, all right, how do they want to attack this? Because you have the guys like Saquon Barkley. In New York, franchise them last year, ten million dollars. Mm-hmm. It's going to be twelve million dollar tag this year, which doesn't sound like an, a lot, but that's a, that's a full like guaranteed roster spot to a solid player. And he's twenty seven years old though, and, and he's dinged up. He's dinged up, and your offensive line was not very good last mm-hmm. year. Your quarterback position was all over the place because Daniel Jones got hurt. And are they in win now mode? That that is a big one. You don't want to bring a guy back if you're sitting there and you're going. Uh, well, two years ago was an aberration. We kind of got lucky, and we fell face first into a playoff game. This year, you need Saquon Barkley if you're going to win. But are they in that window where they say, we can unseat Dallas, Philly, and the rest of the players in the NFC? I'm going to go on a limb and say no, because the Giants, like we said back then, number one, should have franchise-tagged Daniel Jones if you're going to worry about keeping him, because... When they were upset about that, and rightfully so, it's they overpaid for and a by quarterback. They, I mean, the other players on the team. Yes, and and they overpaid a quarterback that is going to hold them back for years, in my opinion. <clears throat> I, I, it, it's not Russell Wilson bad, but it's close. Ah, it's nowhere near Russell Wilson. Well, no, no, bad. the impact. But I'm talking about his level. The financial impact is not as bad. I'm talking about his play. Oh, I, he's he's not awful. You got other issues though, because but you have so much money committed to a player who's not awful. Like, but is it really that much money? Yeah, his his, his defer like his first year was like twenty. It goes up to like forty something. Yeah, he, I remember his cap impact. It had a pretty but, nasty uh, impact over the next couple of years. But for your starting quarterback, is he a guy that's going to win you a Super Bowl? No, no. And you're paying him that much. But his cap number is going to be. 
47 this year, 41, and then 58 in 2026, which is a real restructure. My God. Think of what Dak Prescott is. Dak Prescott's going to get $60 million. 59. So you're you're saying in two years he's going to get the same number as Dak Prescott. But the in, cap's going to go up, all those kind of it's things. Gonna, but you restructure. You, no, his is restructure city. You know what you're doing. Yeah, but you only have so many years to restructure his. His isn't like yeah. some 10-year deal. Well, I know, but we look at we always talk about this in like these these cap numbers are egregious. It's it, Remember his was fully guaranteed. I wonder what his is going to be when you think of look at quarterback position look at the position at quarterback. Um and then we'll hold on, let me look that up here real quick. What his total cap hip is going is going to be. Deshaun Watson, $63 million. Yeah, again, Dak egregious. Is, Dak is already at 59 Ugh. Patrick Mahomes at 58 Totally Kyler, fine. Kyler Murray at 51 Gross. Matthew Stafford at 49 Worth it. They won a Super Bowl. And then you have Daniel Jones at 47 <laughs> One of those is not like the other, Dusty. Well, Kyler Murray. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you at least understood the talent yeah. perspective of it, as dumb as it was because he's a head case. But... You've got Super Bowl winning quarterback Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl winning quarterback Matthew Stafford. Like, he drops all the way down to twelve in twenty twenty five for cap hits. Jones. Yep. Okay, so that's that. That's where the sweet spot is. Is and next the, year. But this then is it where. Spikes back but up. this is what we what we talk about. Then you restructure his deal, and it softens the blow a little bit. That's that's the way that this goes when we talk about quarterback pay. Which means at some point in time, if you restructure if they restructured it again, he'd have a year where he's making like seventy. Uh well you just kick his the can down. That's the road what I'm saying. You don't because he doesn't have like a ten year do deal. And remember they gave him his what was almost almost entirely guaranteed. If it wasn't fully guaranteed, it was a massive number. I don't think I, it was fully uh hundred and sixty million dollar contract, uh ninety two guaranteed. Yeah that's a of hundred and sixty. That's a big number. Yeah. I mean, because because if, if if they've only done twenty and then twelve, that means they've got to find another sixty in there in two years. The, and that's with a restructure. Your restructure yeah. year is this after this year. You have your potential out where you could have very little impact. It'll just be dead cap. But it's very but it's very little when you think of the way because you can none of that all that guaranteed money once you pay them into signing bonuses you restructure after this year well yeah if you, and you if move they, that they, money around then it does it not it, it's not as punitive but he's definitely not one of those top five quarterbacks and he's not a top ten quarterback he's, he's top middle 15. of the road I, and that is where that's where they made the mistake yes. last year but at the same time everybody's going to mock them and make fun of them if they franchise tag Daniel Jones. And he went out and he got hurt like he did. There's no win for the New York Giants. I would say year. though, though, if they had done that, think about the position they're in right now, with no quarterback. Well, I mean, you rinse your hands of it, and yes, but you're also your your cap looks phenomenal going forward. They have got a lot more issues mm-hmm. than just that. And, that's what, and that's what I'm saying though. If you all of a sudden your cap sheet looks that clean, and you've you didn't have your quarterback either way. Yeah. You don't have your quarterback either way. So you have to address that. You have to address your offensive line. You have to address your defense. I think it's a lot easier to do when you don't have a cap sheet that has a, a massive hit on it. They they currently have $26 million to work with right now, which is middle of the middle, middle of the pack in, in so the they, NFL. So they would probably be number one without Jones. 
I don't know. Well, 20 commanders more? have got eighty-five million dollars. Uh, that's true. They forgot they they structured it to where they have nobody. Patriots have seventy-four yeah. million. Titans have seventy-two. Bears have seventy. Colts have sixty-six. Oh, that's right. Like Ten- they got a. There's a lot I for, of teams. I forgot with a Henry, ton of money. Henry and Tannehill both fall off. This there's year, the a Titans. ton of money yeah, those, for a lot of teams to spend this. Having year. your top two payrolls coming off your salary is very, very, very helpful for your books. Free agency. It's going to be weird. Is going to There's a lot of teams that are going to spend. Gerard Mayo in New England saying, uh, we're going to spend money. The commanders are, we're going to spend money. There's See, that's be teams, the one I believe. And those are the teams that are just going to, you, you you don't win in free agency in the NFL. And it, like, you don't. Like, you, you, you no, don't. you don't. You and that's the thing is, I believe the commanders will screw it up and they're going to spend money. But I think if they, go, if, they, if they find their way and they get Caleb at number two, they're going to go out and spend money. And they're going to put weapons around him. And there's, like, could you imagine a T. Higgins? Who is one of those guys that could be franchise tagged here by the Bengals? Yeah, which I think they do, and they keep they keep, they keep T Higgins because in, he's along Mar- alongside Jamar Chase, and you have the weapons for Joe Burrow to work mm-hmm. with, and then you can continue to build your can. offensive line, build up on the defensive side with your draft capital, and not hamper yourself from from becoming a winner. The Bengals don't have a whole heck of a lot of money to spend, um, so use it. Use the money that you do have. Use it now while on you got T. It. Higgins, yeah. and then boom! When all of the cap hits start coming for Chase and Burrow, you're going to be in a far better situation. I, I think that's a no-brainer. I think the tough one is with Kansas it's, City, to be yeah, honest. You have a decision between Chris Jones and Lajarius Sneed, and it's Whoa. not which player do you like. It's well, the cap hit for a franchise tag for Chris Jones is thirty-two million. And this is where I think. <laughs> You look at Chris Jones, and you you heard what he said at the Super Bowl parade. I think this few this, drinks were indicative of, of of said words. This one is probably going to go to Legarius Sneed, their mm-hmm. their franchise tag, and then you go and you go down the road with Chris Jones and say, "Hey, how's twenty two million sound?" And then you see if he'll he'll be willing to play ball. But that goes back to just building a. A dynasty and how dynasties are built. You got to have those guys that do take the discount to stick around. And that's because if you look at Sneed, if they were to, to do that, they give Jones twenty two million. Sneed's franchise tag would be eighteen, so that's forty million. Oof. Okay, between those two, or you could just have Chris Jones at thirty two by himself, and then try to convince the Jerry Sneed to best take, corner in the NFL that, take four million a year. that the Commanders, the Patriots, the Titans, the Bears are not going to throw all of the money at They're him. They're going to give him probably $10 million a year. <laughs> Which, in the NFL, you take the money and run because their deals aren't fully guaranteed and that position, there is... everybody talks, to pay him more than 20 I don't understand this. I We talk about the shelf life of running backs. Why do we not talk about the shelf life of corners anymore? Because they fall off a cliff. I think it's just a, a, not, because they're all they're all young. You look at I think he gets more than ten because you look at Trayvon Diggs, who's nineteen. Know, is it that high? He's for fourth. I guess I just did, I did say eighteen. So he's the fourth highest paid corner in the NFL. <laughs> you, you put him probably in six, sixteen Sneed. sixteen to eighteen over years, and you well, well it, it, it depends on the guarantee. Probably looking at more. If you look, if you 20. if you got four forty eight and it's guaranteed, oof. <laughs> Which I think that's probably what he'd be looking at, but they they're not going to guarantee a corner salary, and that's no, and that's why I'm saying like it depends on the guarantee. Like if you could get twelve mil a year for four years yeah. guaranteed, you take that and that's run. Wild, but this is also the beauty of the NFL. Here we are coming out of President's Day weekend, 
the NBA just had their all-star game. And we're talking NFL franchise tags. And they dominate they their calendar is set perfectly where they will dominate every cycle. And look, this is going to tell you what the Kansas City Chiefs are going to do in free agency. This is going to tell us it what, what the Baltimore do. Ravens are going to be doing in free agency because uh, what's it? I always screw his name up. Justin Matabuke, the uh, defensive tackle. Oh, defensive tackle. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. that guy's they franchise tag him. And this teams teams get weary of hitting that franchise tag because it is the average of what the top four. Josh runners. Allen with the, the Jaguars, there's legitimate. They think they could lose him, and and he had a phenomenal. If you're not watching the AFC South, Josh Allen was one of the best pass rushers in the league because it can year. screw your books up oh. for the long term, especially when you have Trevor Lawrence that you're looking at. You're going to have to pay him in a couple of years. And in that same division, Michael Pittman Jr., whoop, who's an absolute dude, and you want to have somebody. For AR for Anthony Richardson to throw to, so you Boy. you you've got these things that you need to balance and, and figure out, and it's like you start. What's interesting is it feels like there's not many that there's not that many guys this go around. There's for not the franchise tag because there aren't there there aren't very many guys that they are going to invest that money in because teams have gotten smart and they lock them up early. And you look at teams that have multiple guys that have a tag. You're either run poorly or you're in a position like the Kansas City Chiefs where you're coming off a Super Bowl and you know everybody's going to get paid so you have to pick and choose which guy you want to hold on to uh, the, the dearest and for me I think it's going to be you you the Jarius Sneed he's the best corner in the game right now and then you sit there and you go all right Chris we know that we've gone through this with you before. We'll do right by you. How much you want to win? How much did you mean it when we were having a parade and you said you're going to come back? And it's easy to say something when it's when it's deal. when it's not when the pen isn't in your hand. I think the best news out of all of this though is that Vikings apparently are not going to give Kirk Cousins fully a guaranteed, guaranteed deal. money. He should not have it. No, he shouldn't have. No, it. You come off an Achilles? No. He no. should have never had it in the first place. You like that? No. You like that? A lot of Viking fans say no. <laughs> and again, it should be no. Please, God, don't let him go to the Raiders. Please, God, don't let him go to the Raiders. Oh, he's going to. And he's going to be he's going to be sitting there like, Vegas is family-oriented now. That'd be the greatest timeline, just Jimmy G and Kirk Cousins and, yeah. Yay. Why, why do you wish this on me? <laughs> he's going to be going down the zip line on, on Fremont. And uh, meanwhile, all Raiders fans are just no, no, strong no. That that's like what, yeah. That's what my no. brain is doing right now. Every bit of that is what's happening right now. It's also the same thing that seemingly every college basketball coach is going through. We haven't really dove into it because this college basketball season has sucked. And well, uh, you, you're going to hear from a couple of college coaches who think the same. Come here, Brandon and Dusty, Tennessee, the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. There's no way to really come out and say it other than to say, men's college basketball this season has sucked. I think it's great. <laughs> I do. Parody! No, not parody. Mm. Just chaos. It, the agent of chaos that I am, I love that. You've been tracking yeah. the ranked teams losing on the road to unranked teams. Yeah, uh, Purdue losing on the road to an Ohio State team, which just fired their head coach last week. Okay, is the 37th loss for a top 10 team against an unranked team this year. By the way, Ohio State, uh, according to this week's Ken Palm, is 63rd. They would be the second to or third to last team on the uh, NCAA tournament and selection four, based on this. They're 14 and 11. Oh. Like, think well, 15 of, and 11 now. 15 and 11. Think of how bad this is. You look down uh, the top 25 rankings, you have UConn with two losses, Purdue and Houston each have three losses. Outside of that, it's five, six, seven lost teams that are all in the top twenty-five and ranked right now. Dayton is twenty-one and four; they're ranked uh, twenty or sixteenth uh, right now. There are no like great teams. I think UConn is the best team in the country right now. They're, I mean, hell, defending national champions, but they're playing the most consistent basketball. Houston is always the, I'll believe it when I see it come March time. But one thing that I'm really excited for is you you talked about that Ohio State team being 63rd. I think we're going to just have sheer chaos. Oh, the NCAA tournament is going to be a absolute S show. Because you look at the what the top four seeds would be right now. UConn, Houston, Purdue, and Arizona. After Does that, anybody believe in any of them? Like you said, UConn is the one team that I think I believe in. But their issue has been injuries. Stephon Castle, Devon, uh, Donovan Klingon have both been banged up. Uh, both are lo- supposed lottery picks. Uh, Castle, the guard spot, Klingon's the massive seven foot two big man that they have, and like that's that's been an issue for them. Well, but, I mean, Purdue's in line to be a, a one seed again, mm-hmm. and they're probably going to get upset by Fairly Dickinson again because it can happen. Because <laughs> when your entire offense is built around a seven foot four kid who has feet heavier than mine. Like it's just I can't wait for people to start the why isn't Zach Eady getting enough love in the NBA draft? What's gonna end up happening is the Walker Kessler of the the Walker Kesslers of the world, like people seeing super big people being valuable again. There's been this swing back to like, hey, someone who like can move like just relatively well at that size poses such a problem for three and rim pressure teams that if you can just take that away by being massive. Just be big. It's maybe worth drafting a guy like that in the first round, which he's getting some first round grades now. So. I still say Walker Kessler. His n- nickname should be the uh, the law firm. He does sound yeah. like a. Or his nickname should be Kessler Walker. Oh, or that. Okay. Because either one sounds the same, right? It's the same. When you when you picture that doing in your head, it's the same person. It took me a while, which is the names, to realize that Walker Kessler and Kessler Edwards were two different people. Also, yeah, again, Walker Kessler Edwards. Right? So, yeah, there's your law firm. Yeah, 100%. Personal injury. Mm-hmm. Definitely ambulance chasers. 
Definitely ambulance chasers. Uh, but you look at this, and it's like, North Carolina, after playing Duke, I believe they're, win- they're winless, or they won one in their last five. I can't remember what it is. And Duke is undefeated. Yet, per Ken Palm, who, they're both, uh, North Carolina's 20-6, and six, Duke's 20-5. and five. North Carolina's number 10, Duke is number 11. Uh, they are currently 3-3. Three and three. Over that since the North Carolina, yes, okay, so lost to Georgia. So Tech, they lost both. They won both the games Duke, this weekend. One, no, beat Clemson or lost to Clemson, beat Miami, lost to Syracuse, beat Virginia Tech. Some of their losses are really bad though. In that Miami game, that was close, wasn't it? Yep, seventy-five, seventy-two. Yeah, I was say uh, Kaishan George was was pretty good in that game, if I remember right. But you go up and down this list. If I told you that Gonzaga was number twenty, would that be a surprise to you? A team that has been perennially a yeah. one or two seed. That's yeah. where they're currently ranked on Ken Palm. Mm-hmm. Kentucky is 21. Colorado State is ranked ahead of Texas, Clemson, Gen- Villanova. Gonzaga isn't even in the top 25 of either one of the polls. Mm-hmm. The human polls, they're saying no Zags. No, because... The, Not your year. You you play in the WCC, so your, your losses are amplified. Without a BYU anymore because they're a Big Twelve team. Yeah, so they was like ah, but again, Ken, Paul, if you're looking for any understanding or belief, like projected forward for what they're they're gonna be, this is kind of how it all shapes up. College basketball is absolutely drunk. I'm here for all of it. I want more of it because if you think of where we love college basketball, it's in March, mm-hmm. and this is just primed for a chaotic March, and I want every bit of that. I want to see brackets being completely out of whack. And we now, as everybody starts focusing on college basketball and we turn our attention towards actually what college basketball is, we'll see which teams get hot late in the year, and it'll be glaring. We're going to see teams absolutely vault up the, the, the seeds as the next month, month and a half happen. Which is kind of crazy because you take a look at a team like St. John's, which ah. is being coached uh, – by the Hall of Famer Rick Pitino, they're currently 42nd in Ken Palm. What? 42nd, and they are 14 and 12. Which, if you listen to Rick Pitino following his latest game, you would have no idea that they are anywhere near that spot. I don't think they move well laterally. I don't think they're going to pick it up in the next week. Um, I think they're slow laterally. I mean, Sean Conway gives you everything he can. He's slow laterally. About five guys are slow laterally. Even even the Celtics when we lost, I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. You have any second thoughts of taking this job? No, not at all. It's not St. John's. It's my team. I think they're very respectful. They hear, but they don't listen. It's taken Yikes. me a month to get them to throw bounce passes. Actually, two months to throw bounce passes. Just thinking of getting ready for Georgetown because Georgetown could definitely beat us. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Georgetown, by the way, one in thirteen in Big East play, eight and seventeen overall. And this is a St. John's team that's lost eight of their last ten. Yeah. And the Big East is the probably the best conference of basketball this year between them and the Big Ten. Big East is a bloodbath. But just to kind of show you where things are again. That St. John's team that is 14 and 12, nearly 500 is 42nd. Damn near middle of the road when you're talking about the they, top 64. They're ninth in the Big East right now. 
They're six and nine in in Big East play. They're not a good team right now. <laughs> they got Rick Dan Patino, and this is the thing that's crazy, is that if they get in, then you're looking at a team. Are you going to rule out a a, a well coached team by Rick Patino if if he naming names is a wild thing? Just like saying throw bounce passes. Oh my god! Just saying, hey, he listens, but come on. What are we doing? Try hard, but but he's not very good. He's not very good, and he's naming names. You sit there and you go, "All right, if it clicks for St. John's at any point, and they still are hanging around with some of the metrics, you know, depending on where they are in the net ratings or Ken Palm or RPI, they could end up in this wild year of college basketball making a run in the tournament. But right now, you have Rick Pitino, Hall of Fame coach, who's just absolutely at his wits end with them. And he's not the only one because Kentucky is sitting there. They're ranked 17th in the country. They are 18 and 7 this year. And by the way, 18 and 7 gets you 17th ranked team in the country. And they just beat Auburn, which is a top 10 team. And John Calipari is just, he's, he's doing basically the same thing, except for after a win, he's able to come at the media. We're hoping to see something different. <laughs> We have some people here that are there for a reason. We're going to make this out to be. Please just leave my players, let them be young and learn, and keep attacking me. I may be the worst in the country. Just attack me and leave these kids alone. Okay? Thank you. Boy, that's a different tune than Rick Pitino. Mm-hmm. <laughs> attack, attack me, leave the kids alone. I'll attack my own kids. But he's catching heat, man. Like, in this is, the, this this is, is a wild year of college basketball. And look, you're starting to see, we've seen this over time. We've seen coaches that are now stepping away from college sports because of the fact that they don't want to go through this. Jay Wright did at Villanova. He didn't want to go through the transfer board on the NIL era. He, you, you saw Roy Williams, him sliding away at the time that he did. It wasn't just to give his boy, you know, Hubert Davis a gig. No, he, he was, was coming. He was he was old, and he's like, I don't want to play this game anymore. Interesting that two of look great coaches. What I'm about to say it might sound controversial. It's not, and I I don't mean it disrespectfully. Two of the biggest bag men in the last 25 years, absolutely. In Patino and Cal, the fact that they're frustrated. Everybody's got the bag now. That's a big part of this. Is that. Look, if it was like, oh my God, how does Kentucky keep getting every one of these five stars? It's because they're really good recruiters. Well, make no mistake about it. There's a reason why Coach Calipari went from that game where they beat Auburn and he went right to Indianapolis. And he even said, he's like, no, I'm there because he we had, had five NBA stars. I think they had 18 players invited, like to All Star Five weekend, NBA All Stars. Like it was. Over the weekend, rising stars, all the competitions, all that. He was like, "It's a record. We smashed it. It was it was far and beyond what anybody else has ever had." And so you have here's, here's Coach your... Cal needs to find his traction wherever he can, yeah. and that's the way it's going to be for him. It's, it's it's relying on the NBA guys pulling some weight because in this these aren't fringe NBA guys. It's Bam Adebayo, Devin Booker, Anthony Davis, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Tyrese Maxey, Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> Come here, you can be an all-star. That's the pitch. And that's created because they had the bag. Yep. And oh, I, I'm sorry. It was he, he had seven all-stars. Um, wait, is that this year? 
Yeah, it was this year. Seven all seven all stars this year. It was five was we shortchanged. Five was the record. He's got seven. That's crazy. That's crazy to think about. Um, but here we are with uh two of the legends of the game. And this is why it's all turning to a young man's game. And I'm here for guys like Kyle Smith at Washington State having his lunch pail guys who are just gritty, tough defensively. Where are they at in the Ken Palm? Because I know they're 21st ranked. Kentucky? Oh, no, no, no. Washington State. Because that team is going to be scary. 34. Middle they're 34th? Because Pac-12 sucks. Yeah. Pac- of the major conferences, Pac-12 is the worst. Of course. I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah. Go out with a bang. Go out with a bang, baby. Yeah, every there's going to be some coaches fired at the end of this year. You got the Cougs on the men's side, the Beavs on the women's side, the Pac-2 is doing well. Uh, and also, it would behoove to mention this. College basketball's down because if you look at the NBA draft this year, nobody's coming out of college. They don't have stars this year. But if you look at the 2025 NBA draft, the top five projected picks, all high school seniors right now. And they're all going to college. Cooper Flag to uh, Duke, Ace Bailey to Rutgers, BJ Edgecombe to Baylor, Dylan Harper, Ron Harper's brother to Rutgers. Rutgers. Rutgers got number two and number five. You want to talk about handing out bags? There you go. Dang. Yeah, Dylan Harper is uh, Ron Harper's son, by the way. Uh, and then Trey Johnson going to Texas. Dang. All of them going to college. Let's see here. Steve Pickiel is the Rutgers basketball coach. Mm-hmm. I've I've never heard that name in yeah, my life. Expect Rutgers to be uh, be appointment viewing next year. All right, so they moved on from Mike Rice's kid. That was a little while ago. <laughs> a little while ago. It's the last Rutgers coach I know. You're not staying up on your Rutgers basketball? No, no. How dare you? Well, uh, JJ Redick not a fan of Doc Rivers. Love it. Not not really something people are un- are, are unaware of. Uh, he further emphasized that point uh, on ESPN. And then drove it home again on Pat Beverly. We'll get to that in more. But first, here's the big kahuna of the Sports Center update. That's that Hawaiian burger joint. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. I'm gone from hating Duke's J.J. Reddick <laughs> to loving post-career J.J. Reddick. Uh, I've, I've always been a J.J. fan. I'm just pull up and just... He was before Steph. You just pull up from anywhere and you go, Reddick! He, he, he made a lot of white guys playing basketball significantly more confident than they ever had any reason. Before. Yeah, he lost me with the poetry thing, but uh, it, it's his jam. He loves it. For the younger guys who were like, J.J. Reddick was a role player, blah, 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 blah. J.J. Reddick was the most electric, hated player in college basketball. He was in college. He was incredible. And, and the, the the atmosphere around him, it wasn't Christian Leitner bad, but it was up there. Yeah. It had nothing to do with the four letters across the front of his chest either, but... but I know. mean, that was a part of it, <laughs> certainly. Of course But he played into it. Yes. He's like... Grayson Allen was dirty. Christian Leitner was dirty. JJ was... The heel. A heel. Yeah. He wasn't dirty. He really played into the heel. He was Coach K's special boy. Yes. Whoa, careful. Well, Coach K has his special boys. That's true. Whether it's Greg Paulus they, or Leitner. It's or weird how they Hill all look or, a lot alike. Well, I threw, no, Grant Hill. Grant Hill was one of his special boys. Yeah, wasn't he called something by Jalen Rose? <clears throat> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Just, 
Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just kind of, you know. But it, it, he has his, his, little, his little teacher's pets. And everybody hated him because sure. you knew how much Coach K loved him. Oh, yeah, absolutely, which made it absolutely worse. <laughs> but after J.J. Reddick's career, he's made a tremendous transition. He's awesome. To both broadcasting with ESPN because he's now uh, taking over for Doc Rivers, who left to coach the Milwaukee Bucks. J.J. will now be in the playoffs in the finals booth with Mike Breen and uh, Doris Burke. Uh, JJ also very good on the Old Man of the Three podcast. It's actually one of two that I listen to on my way into work every day. Um, but JJ has made no bones about not liking Doc Rivers after playing for him uh, and really just not having a great relationship with him. And now he continues that trend where he went off on Doc again this morning. Side note, real quick no one's going to react to Doc's audio there. We've been yeah, seven minutes home. since we showed that audio. Nobody's going to react to Doc's audio. Do you want me to get it oh, repeat hey, for you? He's look, doing. He's doing. Repeat it. I, we I have to repeat it. I can repeat I, I've it. I've seen the trend now. I've seen the trend for years. What's the trend? The trend is always making excuses. Get Doc. We get it. Taking over a team in the middle of the season is hard. It's hard. We get it. Just like getting traded in the middle of the season is hard for a player. We get it. Mm-hmm. But it's always an excuse. It's always throwing your team under the bus. They lose to Memphis. Oh, it's his players. Memphis was playing G League guys and two-way guys. And then you look at his quotes over the weekend. Now he wants to take credit for the James Harden trade to the Clippers working out. He wants credit for that. There's just no. <laughs> there's never accountability with that guy. Well, there's never accountability. Yikes! Yikes! Uh, this is not the first time JJ has gone after Doc publicly or privately. <laughs> it's gonna be great when he's calling the NBA Finals and the Bucks are in it, though. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a good chance the Bucks make it. Still, I I know I've said this a bunch of times, and I I I believe it that the Bucks will figure this out, but it won't be because I guess you you could kind of say it's because of Doc, because he ironed out the the stupid that was there from Adrian Griffin. Know. They they were winning at a really high clip with he, Adrian Griffin too, though. It's true. Again, the, like, ta- the talent is overwhelming. Lost seven of ten or so. Yeah, they were three and seven. Yeah. And and well, since Doc took over, so but yeah, this is. I don't I don't necessarily like the idea of the beef, although it's funny. I do appreciate that JJ is willing to call a spade a spade. And here's the thing about Doc. Like Doc said today too that uh, he was he was he didn't want Adrian Griffin fired. Yeah, he went to ownership and said, Oh, I don't understand why you're doing this. Okay. Really? Because they were consulting you and you took a multi-year, multi-million dollar extension through this. If you didn't really want to do this, why didn't you just coach through the year and then as an interim and then help them find a new coach? <laughs> no, because he knew what was going because on Because he's here. full of crap. And this, it, the, the issues that the Bucks have right now are about accountability, right? And that, that's one of the things that you know was the rub with the veterans and Adrian Griffin. What J.J. Redick is outlining right there is that this is still going to be an issue with Doc Rivers, and he was he went through it. Now, he has an axe to grind because things didn't go well with him, and they had really damn good teams. But this is what J.J. Redick is saying, is that even if he's telling the players and preaching accountability to the players on a day-in and day-out basis as this is how we're going to turn it around here in Milwaukee, if there's not accountability from the top, then it it goes it falls on deaf ears, and the players are going to start sussing this out and being mm-hmm. like, "No, 
No, and that's where the cracks in the armor start, and that's what we've seen with all of Doc's previous stops. Mm -hmm. With the exception of the Celtics. And again, the Celtics' talent was so overwhelming, what they needed was somebody behind the scenes to tell player A to be player A, player B to be player B, and as I understand it with the Bucks, that is what is happening. And it takes a little while. They built up essentially, what, 45 games of other habits, other styles, with Griffin or with... um, uh, Joe Prunty in his a couple of games as an interim before Doc came in. Like there was, in a, and I think you basically built up half a season of not caring what your coach said because they, Adrian Griffin was in one ear and out the other the second he MF Terry Stotts up and down in front of the players. Yeah, it, that was it was DOA. I saw that. Um, uh, gosh, I think it may have been. Was it? I don't know if it was on Get Up or First Take or whatever. I had it on the background, but somebody said. What about Dame's accountability with the Adrian Griffin stuff and how he rubbed Dame the wrong way? And I was like, that is a surprising one right there. <laughs> like, it seemed like Giannis was the one that had the bigger issue with it. Well, I mean, with with what? With Adrian Griffin. As I understand it, Giannis was kind of the last holdout for Adrian Griffin because remember he he handpicked Griffin. The team wanted Nick Nurse. The organization wanted Nick Nurse. But Nick Nurse, to be blunt, is an a-hole. Well, full stop. Great coach. Great coach will wear on you as a player because he is very demanding and not a people person. Yeah, Rick Carlisle, very much the same. Very demanding. Not a great. He's gotten softer in his older age, but you talk to people in, in Dallas, guys love him, but he is a hard ass. But it's good for a young team that he has right now. And so you, you kind of take a look at that stuff. But again, when you're the guy that handpicks, you can't be the guy that pulls the trigger too. <laughs> so it's going to, hey, yeah, well, so. Uh, but it's just interesting that, that JJ's uh, hopping out in front of this. Uh, I like it. I, I do too. Uh, maybe it'll kind of reel some things back as far as the perception of things. All right, coming up, we will put a nice little bow on today's show before we hi- hand you over to Isaac Souk. Coming up after this, Danny and Dusty, Danny the fan. <laughs> Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. Well, on this date in 1967 in Aberdeen, Washington, one Kurt Donald Cobain was born. Dang. He would have been 57 today. Whoa! I thought you were going to say the, this This was the day that the acoustic album was recorded or released. Uh-huh. This is the second I heard the song. Still... MTV Unplugged Nirvana. Oh, it's fantastic. That's yeah. wild. No good. skips. That is a literal no skips. That is a crazy thing to think about that Dave Grohl is that agent too, right? Yeah, right. wild. <laughs> for those kids out there, Dave Grohl, drummer for Nirvana. Didn't realize he was actually the third drummer for Nirvana. Really? I knew he wasn't the first, but I didn't think he was the third. Hmm. All right. Well, hey, if you were hoping that we stay on standard time, uh... It went down in the Senate today. Womp, 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 womp. So both Washington and Oregon have shot it down. It could, uh, they, there could be a last-ditch effort, but staying on standard time, not going to happen. All right. Well, I know a lot of people are happy about Stupid that. Stupid spring forward. So there goes your 4 a.m. golf, your tee time set mm. for 4.30 a.m. Those be gone. All right, that'll do it for us today. Up next, you got four hours of power from their mouths to your ears. It's not primetime with Isaac and Souk. It's primetime with Buck and Souk. Oh. Next on The Fan. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. This extended package that I have. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.